this. Have you ever wanted to improve your brain, your body, and your biochemistry? Well, I am so excited because I have invited on Dr. Sarah Poo. Did I say it right? Did I say your name? Did I say your last name right? Yeah. It's pew as in like sit, take a pew in a church or sit oh, down. Okay. All right. Super good. Which is spelled P-U-G-H. And of course, I just want to say that the dog is doing well. She's just making a quick intro right at the start of our podcast, but no mind. We don't mind that because we're, we're finding ways to build a healthier body, a healthier brain and a healthier soul. I mean, this is a beautiful opportunity to, to actually speak with someone, okay, Dr. Sarah Pugh, who is a biochemist. She's a quantum biologist. She also specifically understands how movement can release uh, certain chemicals within the body and else imp just improve mind, body, and soul. And on top of it, I want you to understand she is also a hip, she does hypnosis. So, I mean, you are, it's like one, it's like, I want to say I, that when you are a healer, you don't need to have one label. And so, although she does all of this, she's so much more than that. So I just want to say, thank you so much for taking time. I know that you're based in the UK. Your content is amazing. We've been connected for like over a year and how did you get started? I mean, that's the first thing I guess say hello and, you know, let people know about yourself if I missed anything, but like, I'm just so curious, how did you get started on this path? Oh, well, I suppose I started as a scientist, but I think how we connected is that I'm also really spiritual and I been bouncing ideas back and forth with you about angels and quantum hypnosis and sort of the ether and structured water and how, but old fashioned biochemistry or biology that I did 20 years ago is kind of really out of date. And I think the key thing is people need to know we're not just a lump of meat. And that was probably partly why I wanted to move out of biological science. Then I moved into Pilates because I had backache. You always try and fix yourself. Then when I used to teach Pilates, people used to randomly tell me really private things in the middle of a session. So I thought, oh, no, I better learn about some therapy. So I learned hypnosis and I wanted to do stage hypnosis and close up magic. And I think once you start getting into the hypnosis world, it opens you up to Reiki, to um uh, psychic mediums. And it's basically the complete right brain world. And you know, 15 years ago, it was still sort of pretty much laughed at and woo-woo, even though we all know it's real, really. And then as I've progressed through, I've got now into quantum biology, and that's how quantum physics um, helps our body. And anybody who's into consciousness and spirituality is going to know that quantum physics and metaphysics is something they've been talking about, you know, for decades. So that's basically how I got to where I am in a sort of whirlwind tour. And um, then I'm all ready to chat with you about how we can help your audience. Maybe there's people asking questions. I'm not sure how we're going to sort uh, of structure this. You know, what's great is that I have so many questions that I think will resonate with other people here. And I mean, it's sort of like I just digested everything that you said and I have a lot of people who are very spiritual, obviously connected to me, but we are also looking for practical ways in which to, I, I, I'm a huge advocate of integrating your body into the healing process. I mean, obviously you don't want to leave any component out. When you start to talk about like quantum hypnosis, when you start to talk about quantum biology, will you explain what some of those terms are a little bit for people who are totally new to some of these ideas that you're sharing? 
Okay, so quantum biology is how is basically how physics all, um, affects us. So very basically about how important it is to get sunlight and to get the right kind of light um, at the right time of day because our brain uses sunlight to tell the time and it's just really basic. It's like our body clock. And if we don't go outside enough or expose ourselves to enough sunlight it has bad effects and we all know that really and we all know that if we spend too much time on devices or the iphone it's bad in some ways for our souls but also it really confuses our brain to what time it is because mm. the mm. light that comes out of an iphone always tells your brain it's 12 p.m in june and obviously mm. it could be 10 p.m in december and that's a really quick way of why even if you know like we're on devices now and as soon as i finish with you i'll go outside see the sunset so my wow. brain knows okay it's the end of the day and i'll probably go out and then do something called grounding or earthing which again a lot of your followers will be aware of but they might mm -hmm. not know the physics of, of why this is important because we basically draw electrons in from the earth because the, uh, the earth is covered in electrons because there's always electricity striking the earth and basically these electrons that we draw in are like, like a second power source for us and we also can get electrons uh, from the sun and what's really interesting when it comes to food we, we only get about 30 percent of our energy or electrons from food and we're supposed to get the rest from planet earth or from going outside and anybody who spends a lot of time in nature and grounding will know their appetite for actual food sort of decreases because they're sort of drawing energy in from from nature so that would be a really brief way of describing quantum biology the other thing which is really important is um water like structured water mm -hmm. and for people that follow you who know that we can um, store traumas in our bodies in different ways like even sort of transgenerational mm -hmm. that sometimes it can be in the actual structured water and I work a lot with spiritual people and some people are water people some are fire people some are electric people and some are air people so you can translate all of that into quantum biology so we might end up talking about different ways of structuring water because you can do it by putting it out in the sun or you can say incantations and things over water and when they've studied water yep. that you've blessed um, mm -hmm. There's a clear, distinct structure that um, is different to say if you shouted at the water and before this was kind of laughed at. But now we've got such powerful microscopes that we can prove that yeah. um, if you talk to a glass of water nicely, the water changes. And that's where, say, when I'm doing quantum hypnosis, um, that can be quantum as in time and space, as in if I had say if I was hypnotizing you, yeah. I would practice before I met you so I'd go into my special zone and we can talk yeah. about different ways to connect in with the universe so we can perform our activities because I'm not any good at divination and obviously that's your talent so then I would <laughs> yeah. get I'd get into my special space and I would picture you in um, subjective space and I would do all of my hypnosis on you as if you were right in front of me even though we're going to do the session in an hour or so and I sort of get a feel for okay that's really interesting I'm going to ask her about her kidney and then I just notice an interesting energy um, in her aura and I'll ask her about it in the session and that would be like a time and space sort of hypnosis and then after I've done a session with a person I'll also then sort of redo the hypnosis as if they're actually there in front of me afterwards. And I have found that doing it like this seems to sort of double or treble the results. 
Which is amazing because uh, when I step into doing like medical mediumship, my approach is different than yours, but we get to the same place. Mm -hmm. They bring through, yeah. so example, I did a deep healing session with somebody who's working to bring greater remission to MS, multiple sclerosis and, um, and, and other issues that are connected to the imbalance within, um, his body. And one of the things that came through was the need for more sunlight. So go mm. walking back to what you said about quantum biology and having using working with the cycles of not just, you know, a lot of times people are really just connected to lunar energy, new moon, full moon manifestation, but actually the cycles and the rhythms of the day are have a very profound impact on the physical body. And it's interesting if we were to shift to a different modality, if we were shift to some of the Raga players of India. And some of the yogis, okay, that are connected to those energetic modalities, they understand that, that that raga players, that there is actually an energy to every single hour of the day to actually honor and observe the energy of like, like right now it happens to be like 1.30 p.m. There's an energy between 1 and 2 p.m. of a day. And I really love how you start to talk about the incorporating the earth and incorporating the energy, I, I say Mother Gaia, as a way to bring healing into the body. Because one thing, even though we have different approaches on how to be able to help sh people shift uh, in terms of beliefs, how to shift their energy and how to shift, I mean, cellular, like what's occurring in their body. Um, I think it's important to, to acknowledge that like we're, we're getting to the same place. It's just different points of of um, like, it's just different points of an interest or an entrance, oh, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Definitely. There's a, there's a, I started learning sacred geometry and I was reading a book oh. by, um, oh, I it's called shape power. And mm -hmm. at the end of the book, there are these exercises where if you do them outside at sunrise or sunset, you can gather up the actual chi and the green energy. And when they studied it scientifically, they use mediums to prove that there was this green energy at sunrise and sunset. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, so one of the movements is called the cutter and you basically squat down facing north because the mm -hmm. cardinal directions are really important as well. Like north yeah. would be blue and south is red. So you'd do your um, cutter and then you can do... There's another one that's um, where you sort of slice and you're sort of clearing energy. Then you gather in and it yeah. looks a bit like Tai Chi, but it's sort of been actually tested scientifically. And then there's the final one where you'd do this and you're basically creating a sphere around you to cut away negative energy. And as we both sort of come from different directions, we've probably each got our own slightly different ways of strengthening an aura. Because I use a Kabbalistic cross because not yeah. that I'm an occultist or anything. No. I just find that that works for me and you yeah. probably have a different thing but then I found great value in combining the sacred geometry with movement and understanding um, different times of the day because this green energy is only there at sunrise and sunset so it basically says we should be outside grounding looking at the sunset and even if you don't know these movements you're still going to get a benefit but then I think what's exciting now is that we can prove scientifically that grounding not only draws electrons into the body Body, but it also massively improves blood flow. And as we know, cardiovascular vascular disease is a massive problem. 
And there are so many different ways to look at cardiovascular disease, but also back to energetics. The heart, as you know as well, projects electrically about six feet out in front. So we've got the gut energy center, the heart energy center, the brain, and then an energy center above our heads. And I always use that in my hypnosis and nobody's ever objected to it. They just feel those energies and they think it's just completely normal. So I think What's exciting about biology now is that we've neglected the physics and now we're adding in quantum physics into biology and medicine. It's now uniting spirituality and biology. And that's what I would say that um, quantum, the most exciting part of quantum biology is that it just basically just joins the dots, if that makes sense. And it doesn't feel like people like you and other people who are into healing and past life regressions and um, energy healing and auras are not this separate group of strange people that that we can all unite together. And then it all, you know, makes sense. And we're getting better and better at being, being able to study things scientifically, like obviously Kalian photography, which people would know about, about auras, that that's what we quote often, but there are so many more techniques now where we can actually see this energy body and these different layers of the aura and how big it actually is. And that's, I think, really important to convince people who are a bit agnostic that actually the body is not just a lump of meat, it's an electric body. And then we haven't even touched on the ether and consciousness and telepathy and distance healing which there is no shadow of a doubt definitely works. And I just discovered it by accident by doing the quantum hypnosis because I was so paranoid about doing my sessions. I was sort of practicing and pretending the person was in front of me. But then actually that's what really made me realize, hang on a minute, your consciousness is not in your head and you can send it out across the other side of the world if you wanted to. And, 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 And I think when you discover things by yourself, there's no doubt that you think hang on a minute yes biochemistry is correct yes we it's really important to keep ourselves healthy because anybody who's into spirituality whether it's ceremonial magic or angels or anything if your body's not healthy and your energy's not healthy it it all but it doesn't work properly so back to what you were saying at the beginning it all ties in back that we still need to honor that we've got a fleshy body as well because Mm. yeah it will fundamentally impact how our healing goes because you must find that when you're on top of the world your brain is buzzing your biochemistry is buzzing you can really connect in and other days you must find that it's not quite as easy maybe around your periods that you know you just feel there's something different and you can't get into the zone or is that not correct you 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 always able to do what you do Yes. Well, you know, what's interesting is that yesterday I had my second hypnosis session ever in my life and I did a, um, it's interesting. So, uh, I, I communicate with Joey Lavoisier, uh, quite often. He is a, another, a spiritual healer and he does uh, clinical hypnotherapy. And so we just, we, we, we connected yesterday And I had no idea what to expect. I have to say, I gets me a little bit nervous because as a, as a psychic medium, I'm really sensitive with who comes into my energy. A lot of people don't Mm -hmm. understand that you should be very selective when it comes to working with an energy healer or working with a psychic medium. Um, because you need to make sure that there's some sort of like, um, I don't know, you feel safe with that person. It's really important too, with hypnosis. So we did like a two hour past life regression. 
And, um, and it's phenomenal because I was, I, I know who my spirit guides are, but sometimes, but to, to, to be in hypnosis and feel the energy of her come in and communicate to me about what is happening, not just in terms of my own life, but also understanding where the collective is right now. And so I just mm -hmm. want to share a little bit of what's come through from that session, because I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't spoken to it about it publicly at all. Um, that what came through is that humanity has done a very good job to address the physical body when it is deeply out of balance, like cardiovascular, you have a heart attack and then you, you, modern medicine realizes that that triggers then a certain set of responses with a medical professional. But what is being underserved here is the preventative measures to prevent chronic illness, to prevent chronic illness being turned into disease because there is an energetic body that is connected to the physical body. It is important to understand that our physical body is connected to this earth. It is not just a separate entity that oftentimes or just even if we were to go back five years ago, it would be laughable to, to actually talk about integrating all components and aspects of the mind, body, and the soul into healing. Uh, I, I've shared with people often that I dated a heart surgeon for a while. And what he told me that the, uh, you know, the, the medical community in Canada, you have 10 minutes, 10 minutes to, uh, to meet your patient, to diagnose, and then offer treatment. Okay. The 10 minutes, 10 minutes, if you're having, let's say a heart issue, and this is just hypothetical, but if you're having a heart issue and you know, you feel like, I don't know, you know, which could be, it could, like your, your heart is racing and it made you go to the doctor. What might not be brought up is let's say a relationship that you're involved in that is deeply out of balance or has components of toxicity, like domestic violence and, 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 and see it's such a complicated process to understand what is ca causing the imbalance because imbalances within the physical body can be connected to uh, relationships. It can be stress from a job. It could also just be genetics and having a, a non-traditional healer work with you to adjust those imbalances along with medical professionals is what I believe is a win-win situation. I'm not here to say that the healing work that I do is more correct than a medical professional. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that there are different modalities of healing and, and that when you open up to these different modalities, it's like bringing in more possibility of healing and moving uh, health imbalances, particularly health imbalances into remission or, or actually curing yourself of, of disease and, and imbalances, whether it's mental health or if it's a physical ailment, um, ailment in the body. So, um, you are, you have so much information, right? What were you going to say? That's really interesting. Can I just, um, pop something in for the listeners because, yeah, you know, it. with leaky gut and leaky blood, blood brain barrier that would be biochemical but i found on an energetic level that's representing barriers in people's life that are loose mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they can take every supplement in the world but until they tighten their barriers in their life their gut lining and the leaky gut doesn't heal and as you've probably discovered with yourself and i have with feet and knees 
there's massive things that go on with knees and feet to do with getting stuck, not being able to move forwards. And even if I've used tuning forks or ask somebody, we all have our different ways. And, and, you know, people have been to every single doctor and surgeon. And as soon as um, you say to them or how this is how it might be linked to what's going on in your daily life and they fix that then the knee pain and the foot pain just seems to disappear and mm-hmm. we could go on all day on because there's all different body parts have these other representations in people's daily life and the interesting thing about it like people that like um t- uh, tom campbell is you can change the physical world in the sort of subjective world as in the quantum hypnosis or an out-of-body experience and i think that's the main thing that I find massively exciting is you can make a physical change based on something that you do spiritually or hypnotically. And, and I think that's something that once you understand that that can happen, the, the, the potential is massive and it's actually real as well. It is. It's totally real. And if you've experienced it, um, uh, like whether you, if somebody has worked with you or somebody has done even just medical mediumship with me, it, it's, it's a powerful piece to healing and not enough mm. people have been paying attention to that. Not enough people have been paying attention to their enter to, to the world in which they live. Okay. So let me just get for a little bit more specific on that. I recently channeled, um, a starseed Palladian message. I don't know if you are aware of like star seeds and connecting to different dimensions. Are you aware of this, Sarah? Yeah. So I read Dolores Cannon a lot and then. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Cool. Okay. Because the thing is that when you were talking about the collective, you know, for a while, this was a bit, you know, the more that people start talking about it, connected with it it seems to be that these other dimensions and other planets it seems to occur more commonly in past life regressions or just generally it comes up much more often in conversation so the collective is definitely and i studied kabbalah a lot and and there's you know the quantum physics shows that there are 10 sort of dimensions probably but then other people say that they're infinite but yeah definitely let's get into other dimensions okay this is super lovely um because one of the things that came through and i i have to say like i don't know what happened this last week i really feel that i have shifted into a new vibrational level, which is lovely. I welcome and accept that. It also is complicated because I don't even understand what foods I want to eat right now. I feel very sensitive to food. I'm always somebody that's chosen to eat organically and local as much as possible. Um, And then with that being said is that I haven't done, I haven't read much of Dolores Cannon. Um, when you talk, just wait, I don't want to sidetrack, but I just want to ask the quantum hypnosis that you studied, is that connected to Dolores? Or no, not really. I discovered it. Uh, I just accidentally got into hypnosis and only quite recently I discovered Dolores Cannon. But you know, when sometimes uh, it's, I, I came to a conclusion because it's really easy to be influenced you know how our subconscious can then start to imagine things I mean if I'd have read Dolores like 15 years ago it would have influenced me whereas I was really not okay with other dimensions and aliens and stuff I just thought it was (laughs) angels and and stuff like that and then after that it was a real wake-up for me but actually it made me feel much happier and and then I've got clients and you've probably had them who just don't belong on this planet and and in this time zone and you know there are like the three waves of people who've come to help humanity and the first wave really struggle with living on planet earth but Mm. we've kind of digressed again but yeah there's a 
quantum hypnosis is, is again something I sort of call it quantum hypnosis because I'm referring to the fact about you know time not existing that even or or distance not existing either that even though me and you are miles away if Mm. I was to want to do or hypnosis on you I could project myself to you or mm-hmm. bring you to me mm-hmm. so I can work with you I, I, I do both I'll sometimes try and go to the person or I'll sometimes bring them into my bedroom so I like yeah. that's my special spiritual space so that's what I would refer to as quantum hypnosis it's just something I and I also think it's really important to do um, even if the family isn't present to, to do hypnosis on seven generations back you know um, mm-hmm. it does it, lots of people will really resonate with this idea because genetically things can get passed down the family line but then there are also we can inherit experiences and that's called the missing heritability problem and I think that's really important because it's like a morphic field the ether so we can inherit our ancestors experiences and fears and I think that's where your work is really powerful because how on earth could you get that out of somebody yet it profoundly exists so that's sort yeah. of before we jumped into generations, I think pe- people, you've probably um, discovered things that when somebody's got a problem, it's coming from their great, 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 great grandmother. And out. somehow that's traveled all the way down the mother lineage and the person's yeah. then suffering with whatever it is that the great grandmother yeah. had or didn't have. Yeah, it's interesting. I had a client that was uh, that is uh, based in um, Thailand and uh, she and her mother, as well as her grandmother, had a habit of choosing men for love. And then choosing these men for love, actually stepping into immense um, poverty and um, and it's almost kind of like destitution. Sorry about my dog. She's just contributing. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Hopefully not. <laughs> but it's interesting because she was breaking that. And it's interesting because you called it the missing morphic field. What did you say? What did you call it? Um, yeah, the missing heritability problem is that genetically that we know things like schizophrenia and bipolar um, and heights are genetic. Uh, but when we sure. study the genes, we can only find 15 percent of them. And every single geneticist and biologist knows that this there's this missing heritability problem. And then when it comes to the morphic fields, Dr. Rupert Sheldrake talks about this with his, you know, how we can inherit form and shape and a nose shape, because Mm -hmm. there's no such gene for the shape of a leaf or the shape of my nose. So there's something else that gets carried through time and space that tells us how to develop a shape, but then it can also be a habit, like how do spiders know how to spin webs, because they've got no other spider to teach them. So that's what I'm talking about with the morphic field. And that would be, some people might refer to that as the ether and it's just like you you said earlier we're all coming we're converging on yeah all agreeing with each other yes we just call things by different names I call, yeah so so for me i have a much broader way in which i identify it and it is this inherited spiritual assets mm. and then the other thing so so going back to so we so so thank you for just going down that that quick um area i wanted to ask you about quantum hypnosis. And if you were, because the other thing I'll just say is that Dolores Cannon doesn't believe in online work and that it has to only be done in person. And what I will tell you, I have learned as a psychic medium and as a spiritual healer, like an energy healer is that that's not true. 
and particularly because I'm attuned as a Reiki master, when I do a psychic reading for somebody, whether I'm on TikTok, which is why I look over here, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, when I'm on TikTok and I do a psychic reading, I'm energetically walking into that person's energy field to be able to pull out information to help clarify. So the way that I work is more intuitively granted. This is where I use intuition and I, I love hearing the way that you communicate because you are bringing this beautiful knowledge of science and data and understanding how it does integrate to the intuitive life. And ultimately we have the same goal, which is better health, healthier relationships, healthier relationship to the earth, healthier communities, healthier world. Okay. So, so going back to this channeled session that I did with this, with the Palladians, which is a, a, a galactic entity. Okay. I also prefer to call it like celestial beings. What I was guided in that channeled session was to understand that humanity right now and the, 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 let's say the financial stagnation that we are all collectively experiencing is connected to helping people understand their connection to earth again. And what I found is that when you get into that place of appreciation and gratitude for what is and what is already in your life, obviously this is a beautiful way to manifest, but I'm also being called to make people aware of the chemicals within their home and being chemically sensitive to food, to chemicals in the home, to chemicals in skincare, to chemicals in the in shampoo, conditioner, everything chemical based, because what I was also shown is that a lot of the imbalances in health right now are connected to food and perhaps over-prescribed uh, pharmaceuticals. Oh, definitely. I mean, um, <laughs> first of all, there's, there's the glyphosate, which is um, the weed killer. And I could go on for ages the quantum level because it disrupts our collagen it disrupts enzymes and it's all in the food system and then there's obviously the xenoestrogens that are hormone disruptors and like you said that would be cosmetics and lipsticks and um shampoo and all of those so i just say when it comes to hormonal problems the first place to look is your cleaning products and your makeup and yeah. you know it doesn't mean you have to throw it all away because you can just buy from somebody that's gone back to making makeup that doesn't contain these particular hormone disruptors and it's obviously a problem for men and women mm. and i think you've touched mm -hmm. on something that i'm really into as well which would be eating locally and seasonally because mm -hmm. it confuses our mitochondria which for people who're not sure what one of those are it's like a, our cellular batteries and our mitochondria there's millions of them in every cell and they haven't got any eyes so they rely on the sun and other things and us standing on earth to know where we are so if you suddenly eat a pineapple if you're in the uk in the middle of december your body gets a massive shock because pineapples only come from the equator whereas ideally just to help well, I just call it minimizing chaos because that's a very mm -hmm. quantum way of describing inflammation is that if you want to just focus on having less chaos in your body, you can, like you said, not put things like glyphosate and nasty chemicals in. But then also, as you were saying, if you eat organic and, and local and seasonal, then you're limiting the kind of chaos into where you are in space because 
our, our fleshy body does need to know whether we're in the UK or Canada or New Zealand or um, whatever. That's how biology works. And it's to do with magnetism, because that's another really massively exciting and important thing in healing is magnetism, which we may go into. So I think that was just where I was going to put the a little bit of the quantum and the science side into exactly what you're saying about yeah. not putting things into our body whether foreign means food that's from the other side of the world that's got a totally different climate just to confuse the body and just so people know you're not going to have a horrible reaction if you eat one pineapple it's just people yeah. who do it all the time and you're not going to sort of have a horrible reaction if you borrow your friend shampoo that's from l'oreal and it's full of chemicals you know we're quite resilient it's when it's all day every day we're confusing ourselves yeah. And so astrologically speaking, I'm not an astrologer, but I do understand that right now for the next couple of weeks, we're experiencing Pluto and Aquarius and that this will loop back in 2024 in which there will be actually a massive shift of the, you know, the age of Aquarius. Okay. Now uh, I'm not going to speak on the dynamics of astrology because it's not my thing, but what I will say is that collectively uh, what we are seeing in terms of where we're at right now, time and space <laughs> of what is it? March 24th, 2023, that mm-hmm. we are starting to understand that there is just a greater awakening with health and also power. Okay. Because we can understand that we have this amazing app like TikTok. And I think that, you know, I I always welcome you to listen to yourself when it comes to um, talking about like uh, big business and politics. I'm not here to be political. It's not my jam at all. But what I do see is that there is a struggle right now for power and what is right. And I think the best path forward is to actually step into greater intuitive connection with what your body is craving. And oftentimes if you are in the UK or if you're in Canada and it is February or March, it is, is still cold here. I don't know about the UK. The weather here is still very cold. It's not the time to do a juice cleanse. It is, it, it goes against the region in which you're based. And it's really important for individuals to understand that you have to tap into your own intuition to be able to uh, make the best choices possible. But that's where we can get stuck because there's so much misguided information out there because sometimes studies come together to specifically promote like a, a food agenda or a pharmaceutical agenda and to make people think that there's only one way to, for example, cardio, cardiovascular health. There, there are multiple layers to all of this. So one of the things that um, I also will share, or I just want to ask you about is going back to magnetism. Tell, will you share with us a little bit about what's exciting you and lighting you up with that area? I think it's one of the least understood of the, the disciplines. And then um, I think it's to do with um, what excites me is human. Let's like keep it sort of simple, like yeah. biological magnetism, charisma, and uh, you know, I think it's the it's the biophysical way of describing the law of attraction. Because lots of people, as you know, get that massively wrong. Bless them. And then when we start looking at biomagnetism and taking magnetism to another level, that's I think where, from a quantum phys- physics point of view, and combining it with biology, is how we can really hone in on attracting the right things to us and then also attracting the right people and I think that's why 
I'm so interested in magnetism because I mentioned the poles already being, and the poles are due to flip soon, aren't they? In the earth. That's what I heard. And I don't know what, <laughs> that's, yeah. what I, that's what I learned oh, off social media. I don't know, but here and we go. Also, um, <laughs> and also to, to do with, we probably can't talk about the, um, uh, virus and stuff, but then magnetism. There's like a, a, a magnetic mattress that Doctor um, Doctor Dean Bonley made, and and it's like he's dead now, but he was a genius, and it's one of it's a a way to sort of do another level of detox. And there are other sort of copies of this magnetic mattress. And I think for people who are worried about certain things, we won't go into. There's ways to tap into magnetism for um, healing, like the mattress. But then people have been using magnets for ages and just been laughed at, whereas now there's actual proper evidence to show that if you hold a magnet and then say if I'm doing, I, I you know, instead of a crystal, I'd be holding a magnet. And I found that that gives a different effect to what I was trying to achieve. So mm -hmm. it, I think that's why I'm excited, because it's something that you can look at magnets very biologically like we were just talking about about charisma or we can you think about them physically how do we hold a magnet how do we use a magnet to sort of draw things in or out of ourselves and then obviously there would be the uh, the, the the um metaphysical way of talking about magnets in the law of attraction so uh that's that's why it and obviously it ties in to some extent with gravity as well but yeah. in, in a <laughs> i love way. the fact that you brought gravity in because while you were speaking it also i went back to the hypnosis session that i had yesterday and so i had my spirit guide with me who is a shaman and she was helping me look at the stars. So even though I have a shamanic heritage uh, through previous lives and also some of the things that I've experienced in this life, I will see, I see that I'm being called to work with some of these celestial beings. And you know, the thing that I share with people is like, okay, so after I did like a two hour, like it was insane. I was like crying in this hypnotherapy session, you know, and I, like, I mean, I, I experienced seeing the ocean for the very first time. I mean, it was like phenomenal, the things that I experienced and whether, okay, this is what I find is interesting because I feel, I feel, I feel a deeper sense of clarity, contentment, a deeper sense of understanding my purpose. And it gives me the courage to move forward. So whether it was just a story told by my soul, my soul. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is just a story that was put together by the subconscious and it doesn't even matter if it's a story or if it actually is a past life. I'm just telling you these techniques are deeply powerful. And if you can get into a place of receiving these messages, it can provide just prof a profound shift in the way that you frame life. So that makes me curious next, what type of people come to you? Do you do one-on-one -on -one or do you prefer group coaching? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, I um, uh, people are quite okay. I mean, they wouldn't, because I wouldn't advertise it as spiritual, but people know that I am to some extent. It would, people would come and I've got like a health questionnaire. So I ask them about their lifestyle, their um, background, mm -hmm. their, their nervous system, because that's another thing I'm trained in neurology, which is really useful, but it's again, very like biological and then 
um i'll ask them what's their way of eating what 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 supplements do they take how much do they go outside how much blue light do they see uh, and so on and so forth and then that that would be looking at doing something where i'd maybe make sure they had the right level of minerals because my favorite thing at the moment is talking about sort of um rocks and celestial bodies would be minerals because they're obviously metals and i think they're more important than vitamins because it's really easy to be deficient in, in minerals and again crystals are obviously mineral as well and I definitely I, we won't go into that but I think <laughs> yeah. I think actually certain people can sense somebody's mineral imbalance using their crystals whereas I'd probably do it by finding out what people eat and don't eat and then think okay yeah. you might be missing some chromium or some whatever whereas somebody who's got a lot who's very into crystals might be able to sense it using their crystals so um and then say if somebody wants to do hypnosis with me that's when it gets really esoteric because i always go through a big ritual of grounding people like connecting to planet earth and the green energy then connecting to the energy center in the stomach because the brain there's a, we've got a brain in our stomach then we do a lot of connecting to heart center because in no matter what religious tradition or any kind of thing that you want to practice, the heart center, however you want to refer to it, is, is huge. Mm-hmm. Then I'll connect to the energy center above people's heads, whether they're religious or not, and just say it might be your higher self. It might be a porthole yeah. to divinity. It might be um, access to psychic powers. So it lets them not have to tell me that they think yeah. they're a shaman or an alien or something. And if somebody's an atheist, they could they can still appreciate that we're just um sort of centering and and everybody can feel an energy in their stomach i just call it the gut feeling or the intuition and then we can all focus on something we really love and feel an energy and then we've always when i talk about the higher self it's always about like you just said suddenly getting the solution to a problem or suddenly thinking of a funny joke or you know suddenly mm-hmm. being able to dig deep and just get through a problem so even if someone's an atheist they'll still happily go along with what i want to do and then if somebody's really spiritual all kinds of mad stuff comes out in the hypnosis it gives them permission <laughs> that was me yesterday <laughs> yeah yeah it's like i've had things where people i had this doc i had a doctor once who had like a hunchback on one side um telling her she was useless and she had a massive blue goddess on the other telling her she was powerful and you would wouldn't think doctors would think like that but i think a lot of people are really secretly spiritual and fascinated by you know paranormal and remote viewing and hypnosis and past lives and you know all of this and and i think you know it gives people an opportunity with me to sort of explore it without actually admitting they've gone because say (laughs) the doctor said oh i'm going to see a a spiritual medium their colleagues might laugh whereas if they triggered i'm just going to see somebody who is a who does who's going to look at my whole lifestyle but she's a hypnotist as well it's sort of a way for people to um go to it without feeling silly mm-hmm. but on the other hand people who are extremely spiritual probably would be turned off by me because I am can be quite scientific as well but then so sometimes people just take a long time to feel comfortable telling you what they really think about <laughs> spirituality so yeah. I think it's just anybody it's anything and everything and I think you probably I'm not you probably do the same sometimes I just get mm. I just know not to work with that person it's it's not that I don't like them you know when you just know that they're not the right energy for you I you know what I learned that lesson quite in, intensely yeah. over the last six months I had someone who signed up for a one-on-one program with me and she was like a hundred percent all in 
And then like a month later, just wanted to cancel everything. And I, I'm like, this is not how the program works. Like, I mean, this mm-hmm. is, it's important to be accountable. And when you show up to work with someone and you make that commitment, you're also making the commitment to yourself. So really it wasn't about not wanting to work with me. It was about the refusal to change. Mm. But to yeah, understand, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's massive because I think all people want to change their way of eating and they want, you know, to do this, that and the other. And that's where I found that's how I ended up getting more into spirituality, because sometimes the blockage isn't they're lazy or, you know, can't afford it. There's something else on a much more esoteric level. And they'll just like exactly like your lady, they'll have such a reaction. They just kind of blame everybody and anything and just want out all of a sudden. It's almost like there's some entity has possessed them and pulled them away from their girl. Yeah, I I think that like it's easier to project an external and say that Mm. this is this is this is yet more this is this sometimes we can and this happened to me too. So I'm going to speak on behalf of myself. I won't even try to figure out her frame of mind. But sometimes it's easier to say that like, oh, the reason why I'm so depressed is because that person walked out on me. You know, like we, you know, I'm sure everybody can feel that if you've ever had a relationship that ended to feel like, you know, victimized and just want to say the reason why I feel so absolutely shitty right now is because of this breakup. I mean, we do have to process grief, but there's sometimes it it can trigger other layers that, that also need to heal. So being mindful of who you work with. I'm curious, do you, do you focus on like having like a specific goal? Like, do you do like coaching for like, are you more of like a one-on-one session, like a one-off session, or do you do a program? Well, the thing is I'd prefer it if people like continued, but then I always ask them, what do they achieve and then because the more you know more things that you want to change in people and then I've had to go right back to basics again because I've kind of could just dump what I've done before is I've dumped so much information on people it's overwhelmed them and that's my fault and I know I did that wrong and then (laughs) that's why I've kind of gone okay let's go back to super basics and just make sure if you want to take some vitamins and minerals at least you're doing that right and then we'll look at your circadian rhythm because changing food is much harder than you would think but anybody can go outside more and ground more and people will happily go and buy different minerals and things and also to try and teach people how to meditate you know you don't even know how you don't even have to know how to do anything um massive even if you just sit there and let your thoughts go in and out and try and do it for five minutes because some people can't even do that for a minute and then that's where I'd start with with super basics and just something like breathing properly and stopping people mouth breathing that's you know like I was saying in the beginning there are water people electric people fire people that love saunas and exercise and then air people that their problems are coming from them their prana or their sorry can I just ask you those archetypes those archetypes that you just mentioned right now is that coming from a a particular like tradition is that no no the thing is what I do you must do the same is when you meet people I sort of um try not to pigeonhole them based on their job I kind of get a feed you know anybody who's listening will probably can put in the comments whether they favor sort of electricity because you know how some people love gadgets and yeah. you know and I do I'm not I'm not closed to you I'm using this sort of um vagus nerve stimulator at the moment I'm just testing it for somebody who's got really bad <laughs> and then there are other people that love, <laughs> are there other people that are water people that they want to make structured water they love swimming they love you know stuff like that and then we get the air people who it's sort of the breath it's 
you know, is either the problem or their strength. And then we have the sort of the fire people always want to have saunas and do exercise, but you can't get them to sort of do something gently. So it's just me sort of, I mean, obviously, ideally, we would be all of these elements. It's just as I go through life, obviously, of course, there are four elements. But in my little tiny brain, I think, well, where's ice and where's electricity? Because obviously there's lightning. So I always think of things as six elements because you touched on cold earlier, but I think cold's massively important for healing when we don't have sufficient light. And this is where Canadians and British Ah. people make a mistake. Because cold plunges are hugely healing. And I sometimes just will have a bath, let it go cold and just get in it and try and stay in it for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And it has huge benefits on your metabolism, your mitochondria. And it, it's Aging. it's one of these things that you haven't got proper light. Your mm-hmm. next best defense you can use, it would be using the cold. And that's why you shouldn't sit in your house with your heating full blast all winter and make artificial winters in in in, sorry artificial summers in the winter you need to go outside and play in the snow and try not to wear a million coats and stuff like that because we obviously need that change in temperature but I, I think it then like you were saying about the archetypes I just tend to think in a very elemental way sometimes about people and you know about you know and ice obviously we know can be healing um if people have got terrible migraines you can buy something called an ice like hats and that can cool Uh Um, and and again for people who have migraines back to quantum biology red light therapy is really really helpful because you can buy devices to shine onto your brain and I think you might find the same that migraines are one of those really really tricky things to to conquer and I'd be really interested in your thoughts on headaches and migraines just right off the cuff right now I'll tell you (laughs) I think it's a lack it's a lack of self-pleasure Oh, good times. Yeah. Yeah. It just energetically, but it it could be for different reasons for each person. Uh, But I think, I think it's a lack of pleasure, a lack of actually honoring the self and self-pleasure. So to be honest with you, you know what I recommend to individuals that have migraine headaches, it's a good solo self-pleasure, like self-pleasure session. Like get your toys out, get your toys out and go. (laughs) The thing is orgasms, orgasms are a whole massively healing thing. And and as much as I love all faiths, I do think Christianity has made masturbation a kind of like sin for whatever reason. Whereas, you know, we've digressed now, but I think this thing about what you just said, the big O and healing. Oh, yeah. If people haven't got a partner, you know, they shouldn't miss out because when you look at the biology of orgasms, it can lower your blood pressure. It can sort of um, heal depression. And I've never thought of it in the terms of a migraine because (laughs) I would I always ask people, what do you what do you do for joy? And I think that's something that is missing in some people's lives is they've forgotten Mm -hmm how Mm -hmm. to have joy or they don't know how to or they think they're not allowed to like that's why um some aspects of more mystical sides of religions gives you permission to pleasure to have pleasure not i don't mean what you were talking about but just certain aspects of more traditional forms of religion seem to make us think that we're not allowed to have pleasure and then and then i think that's a really interesting thing about the migraine i've never thought of it in that yeah um, isn't that interesting you happen to ask me and actually i had 
um, last Thursday. I mean, I plan on talking about Yoni healing more because I, I experienced, I've experienced trauma. Like I've been assaulted twice. So how do you heal the, the Yoni, the womb, the, um, the sexual energy point, the sacral yeah. chakra for women who have been in toxic relationships, who have had assaults, uh, for women that have been traumatized in any way connected to, even like having a really tough childbirth can be very traumatizing and disconnect you from that sensual, uh, energetic point. So I want, so I actually did like, I don't even know how to describe it. Cause I haven't really, I haven't put it together and shared this, but since we're here, let's go. Um, but like mm. how, how using actually, I'm really big on the crystal eggs. I think that this is a great way to help clear trauma. That's what I did. Um, they are like yoni eggs. Uh, you can see, you can check that out on Amazon, or there's also other individuals that sell these products. Like there's a sexologist that's in Australia. Her name is Juliet Allen. And I absolutely the, love the uh, crystal wands that she offers to people uh, because I like, I wouldn't be able to do, like, I can't imagine not working with crystals. I use crystals with Reiki. I use it when I do mediumship. I'm like, I use them also to help clear my yoni womb okay so that, that's I, like me and angels that i can't imagine <laughs> not working with angels because obviously they uh connected to the stars and we won't yeah. that's a little bit too yes this is true. Yeah. I, I actually have you ever heard of organites because you know you can Ooh. make an organite no. and it's one of those things that because my friend and i used to make organites and i think it's just something that you happen to use crystals because i know a mm. bit about crystals i need to learn more mm. and then you know from a quantum perspective i'm learning more about incense now because every single smell oh, has scent. a corresponding yeah. color and and it has a frequency and i obviously know frankincense is easy because that's sort of orange and it's obvious i use that a lot that it's it's you know maybe it can protect us against non-native emfs and every single uh, incense has got all of its different special characteristics and each angel has a specific incense you're meant to use so I think mm. that's like you and the crystals that um, I just happen not to be an expert in crystals but I am getting really into incense and even if you get the other person to light what you want I think that can have a profound effect on the session whereas it's just interesting each person I've I've just said to people if you want to learn something spiritual don't try and learn everything just learn two or three things and get really good at those two or three things otherwise you'll, you'll just get really confused well what you'll, that's you'll pretty... yeah you end up finding that there's overlap because you can also step mm. into the world of like wildflowers okay and every flower also has a symbolic meaning so sometimes mm. if you are like if I'm in session with someone and a certain flower comes up like the gardenia the gardenia Mm. is is a very specific scent i absolutely love it but it also denotes innocence and purity mm. and sometimes if that like if that if the essence of a gardenia comes up either as a clairvoyant symbol or if it comes up as um like for a client like if if we're doing some kind of one-on-one -on -one work and the and the person's like i keep seeing gardenias everywhere this is yeah. you know, a call for someone to get back to the essence of themselves, the call to step back into innocence, because I'll let you know, no matter what trauma you have experienced, you have the opportunity to heal that trauma and return back to innocence. So um, I feel like I could definitely talk to you for hours upon hours. Um, I, I think I what you've touched upon with the crystals and the egg mm -hmm. and the on me mentioning organites yeah. and then angels again, I think when it comes to healing sexual traumas, I think that the conventional way 
that there's something missing. And I think that kind of really personal violation of your, you've had your aura violated, everything about you, I think that's an example of when it's really important, whether you believe in spiritual things or not, to go and explore that aspect of healing, because I just don't think things like CBT and counselling are able to heal. And and I do know full well, same as you do, that women do heal like yourself from such things, but you have to really go. I I think that would be the, one of the times you really should seek something spiritual because something's happened to you on a level that's beyond physical, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, and then also like, you know, I've had other mediums say to me, well, and, and, and those that channel that I energetically brought in the assault which mm-hmm. I understand like Abraham Hicks has been, if you go on YouTube and you, um, and you Google like Abraham Hicks and like sexual assault, you will find what she has to say seems um, at the, at, it's, it seems like another layer of trauma, but I will Do tell you. Do you think that's you, magnetism? I was just talking that's about. Right. You know, yeah, exactly. This is magnetism we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. The wrong uh, way around. That's kind of a really like that's really rocked me to the core that somebody said to you that you brought the assault onto yourself. And I think that's where um, Magnus, because I've never like, even though like I've done not, my life has been really fortunate. I've managed to somehow repel all the things I don't want. So, you know, but I think what you just mentioned then, I think it's so wrong to say that you brought the assault on yourself. And that's just a terrible thing to have said. I know. Well, you know, and so like, actually, so somebody asked Abraham Hicks about Auschwitz. Okay. Like, Mm. well, how about Auschwitz, Abraham Hicks? And Abraham Hicks was like the people who lived in those communities knew that Jewish people were being arrested and they did have an opportunity to leave, but they didn't take action or trust their intuition and got brought Mm -hmm. into, I mean, a horrific moment in time. Um, I will tell you, I've done mediumship on Auschwitz and the scent that came through the smell, the terror, but to also see the way that the Jew, some of the Jewish people who were in these camps, the way that they came together and loved each other when they were not, I mean, it's going to make me fucking cry right now. I can't like even, Oh yeah. Woo, I, let so, me so, just so, let that go. I was going to make me cry if I could pull that memory back to But much. also just, what made me oh. cry with that is, you know how some of these people in Auschwitz actually genuinely forgave the guards. That's what, that's what made me cry. Wow. I know it's, it's literally, it's, it's hard to process. So I will just walk back into my own experience that I found it empowering if I acknowledged how I was in a vibration for this experience. And the vibration of that experience has led me to now be someone that can speak to other women on how to prevent that type of experience, but also how do you heal from it? Because I went through, like after my experience, I ended up at the hospital and I was transferred to a hospital that that specialized in, in sexual assault. And then I had to deal with victim services. And I went through the channels of this being documented. I understand what it feels like. Now that information, obviously I don't want everybody else to know what it feels like, but it, it what it does is that helps to enhance my ability to help women find ways Mm -hmm. to heal. And I mean, the last thing that you want to do after having an experience like that is a solo practice that can be terrifying, Mm -hmm. but whether you've had that, that deeper level of, um, like trauma, or if you've just, let's say you were just in a really toxic relationship where your partner just didn't like honor your needs 
there are powerful ways for you to clear the energy so that you step back into the, the beautiful joy of creation. I mean, getting connected to the sacral chakra, which is, if, if you're interested, the sacral chakra is part of a chakra energetic system. And, um, and so it is the color of orange. And if you want to find your sacral chakra, all you have to do is put two fingers together and then place it underneath your belly button. This is the general location where the sacral chakra is. And when women, okay, walk back into the power of their sacral chakra. And when it's fully charged, whether you've had that trauma or not, like when you just really step into the essence of create creation, I mean, how powerful you have the, you have the opportunity to help transform your experiences, your relationships, work, and also your body. So creativity is such a creativity is such a blessing for when, for women, I'm just going to focus on women here with this conversation. So. Also the, um, it has the sound alarm, doesn't it? Because I went through yeah. a phase of activating my chakras. You know, you do 100, 108 because I had the beads and it's like each chakra has a, a sound. And, and definitely yes. I remember alarm. And that, again, we were talking earlier about structuring water that you could always say the sound of the chakras over the water and then drink the water so yes. there's just infinite different ways because some people are terrible at visualizing colors yet if you ask them to make a noise that they totally get it and I think that's sometimes what bothers people about spiritual practices if you're not a good visualizer you think well how am I supposed to see this red and this angel yeah. and this that and the other but you think well okay let's just use a different let's think about a smell let's think about you know a sound and there's a lot of value in you know um om and you know obviously the big bang and sounds started you know came before light but yeah. i think it's just something that um you know like and that will obviously activate the vagus nerve as well so we can sort of have it scientific as well as spiritual but definitely you're massively onto something because i think that's yeah. the last thing that somebody would get in conventional treatment for a sexual trauma and it basically disconnects you know it's it's just being able to get back into you know the very fundamentals of yourself and I suppose it's the base chakra as well and people have become yeah. not grounded and if you don't feel and also when the red chakra well, I call it red the red one the the base chakra when that's disturbed you don't feel safe anymore do you so I think that's yeah. the very first one to which is re-establish coll collectively this is what we're getting hit with like left and right from social media app wars to you know financial stagnation to uh, food supply chains. Like, I mean, there's so much fear right now. And so I have to say, you know, going back to like talking about working with crystals and, and crystals with the yoni and crystals with the chakras and it's, it's incorporating and getting reconnected back to earth and getting connected back to nature. And as you connect to nature, you're getting reconnected back to the essence of yourself. And when you're connected to that essence of yourself, how can you go wrong? And that's where those imbalances occur. As far as I see it as a medical medium, when you are out of the essence of your true self, um, mm -hmm. but also yeah. you can charge crystals like, you know, you can try, do know how to do that you know and, and i know how to charge rings or sure things like this so yeah so for people could charge a crystal and then they can take it with them because sometimes they don't feel you know they've got their safe place like their house but what if yeah. you know they need something you know they need to take it with them and i think that's something else that's really powerful about crystals is you can it's like <laughs> it's a, get a small water. one <laughs> get a small one oh yeah no, Pro yes. program it with an intention and i will let you know what, yes. what's your favorite technique for programming or charging a crystal with an intention 
I mean, it's, for me, it's really simple, but what do you do? <laughs> Um, I'd probably I'd set myself up doing my own ritual and then I would hold it and I would um, visualize um, blue light from the top of the universe and green light from um, planet Earth coming into my hand and then into my um, object. But exactly as you said, the intention is what's vital. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that I would if I was if I get distracted or if I'm not in the right mood or not doing it for the right reason, you know, you make it for somebody else. But it has to be 100 percent of my focus. And I'd obviously draw energy from the earth and yeah. above and then down through my arm and I mine happens to just be sort of blue from above and then I would see it um embedding into the object and yeah. again I quite like sacred geometry so there's sigils that I would use because again back yeah. to angels each angel has a sigil which means yeah. you know people who are interested in things like this you can look at the shape and it reconnects you back with that energy of whatever angel it was that you particularly like or working yeah. with yeah, it, that also connects me into runes in like North mythology oh, yeah, and neopaganism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do do you read runes? Have you ever tried? It's no, no, I don't know how to. No. I think I, I went the I went the shapes and sigils route because obviously triangles, squares, and circles, are, uh, like and cross and across, is are really important. Uh, and sometimes it's just keep things really basic. And even in my hypnosis, I'll do things revolving around triangles and circles and squares because they each represent something different. Oh, and sometimes yeah. I can work out what somebody really thinks by which shape they decided they want to go into hypnosis through, because yeah. you know it's yeah. just people are t we're terrible at explaining things in words whereas give us some shapes and some pictures and some flowers and some smells and i think also it's um knowing about sacred geometry and shapes that is a whole other topic is how to i know um, I, that's, that's what i thought we were going to talk about the whole time <laughs> yeah. finally getting to it right now i um i just want to say too that i use sigils as part of the healing yeah. process after my the sexual assault that happened in August of 2021, it was powerful. I don't know if you ever put, do you ever incorporate sigils with candles? Um, yes, yes. And then okay. I, I do ones on paper and yeah. And I, and when it comes to candles, I do try and get the right color yeah. for whatever. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a ritual. Me and I call it a ceremony, and and my mum okay. and dad obviously find it really funny. But humans love ceremonies, and and I, and I think it's like you don't want to get too hung up on the fine details. But I think it does help if you've got the right color candle. But then well, yeah. with a sigil, I mean, you can draw it in the like again sacred geometry, drawing incantations in the air, or doing it on a piece of paper and then looking at it. Because what what were you connecting to through your sigil? Because I only know it for connecting with different entities and angels, and there's obviously like I said I there's lots about spirituality and, and esotericism I don't know yeah so if you go into neo-paganism and like North Norse mythology and you look at runes, oh, right. you will like I use the uh I use the I don't the I can see the symbol right now of protection so mm -hmm. I use the rune symbol of protection and I, I I don't know if that's actually a rune but I I I think it is actually to be honest with you um it is so I use the sigil of of protection as and I oh, put that, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I put it onto a candle and burn yeah. that to help protect oh, yeah, myself yeah. energetically. Yes, yeah, wait yeah. for the yeah, I've done that where you draw the thing on the candle yeah. like Techn the shape. Yeah. Yes, this is true. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. some might call well, that candle magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, some people on a piece of paper and burn the paper. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. And I think I use Sumerian um things more than Norse, even though um. technically from my heritage genetically because it is a good say, idea to, yeah you're to, genetically to connected find, you 
Yeah, and I think, you know, I think it's something I've, I actually saw a Norse mythology Viking sigil ring uh, and I fancied it. It was like a really unusual shaped star. And then there was all these symbols on it. And I thought, I've got no idea what these are, (laughs) but I like them. Yeah, yeah. I have this like inexplicable desire to travel to Bhutan. Okay, Mm -hmm. like this is on my epic bucket list. It's not like, you know, I've got to like, it's, that's a massive trip. And it's, to me, it's a a deeply sacred one that's going to happen in this life. And and it's, it and if it's inexplicable, there's either a past life, I would believe that's connected to it. It could also be connected to a uh, ancestral link. Um, But traveling to the origins of your ancestry or a previous past life, is a powerful way to also just bring greater joy into your life and to perhaps be attuned to new frequencies, new levels of awareness. So, um, but also, aren't there special um, back to the sacred geometry and biogeometry? Aren't there places of power on planet Earth? And sometimes, uh, knowingly, we get attracted to that. And then, when we like sure. to say a volcano is very got very magnetic, and Hussein yep. Bolt lives somewhere quite volcanic and that's why you know part of him is so powerful because he can just draw on all of this magnetism but I think also I'm sure in this place that you want to go when you unpack it a bit more there's going to be some or several places of power like you know our ancestors used to be really good at dousing and we've lost the ability that they could find all of these sacred spots and know okay this is a really good place to do a ritual on whereas I wouldn't sometimes I think the more you do it you start to think oh this piece of forest is a really good place to do this but I think there must be some there must be some uh place of power where you want to go and when you and when you get near it you'll just think oh i really would have to stand here or i must yeah. touch this tree or go to this temple or yes. this this ruin yes actually it, it, this is i want you to understand that you do not need to go to bhutan in order to have a spiritual experience in fact the spiritual experience starts with where you are there is a specific purpose on the time and the place that you were born if you want to learn more about astro, astro astrological cartography you can go to i think it's astro cartography um, and I'm actually teaching in my awakening school in month two, all about that, which is pretty exciting. Um, because what you can do is understand that the time and the place where you were born has a significant impact to the theme of your life. And then it, if you end up moving from like California to Toronto, like I did, um, I understand that there's specific reasons why I'm here. And sometimes we can understand that through the astro cartography, but we also have an intuitive journey with the location in which you reside. So um, I've, I've had this and and it that continues to unfold in magical ways. I would also suggest for people to understand how to better connect to the place in which they live. How can you find Mm. the magic? How can you find deeper meaning and purpose with the place that you are with the land, with the history of the place that you're located in, because this provides vital information on what's also shaping your experiences, shaping your senses, and also that is contributing to your frame and how you express it whether it's expressing it at work or on social media, like whatever your soul is is calling you to, that there's so much power within the moment where you are right now. So, I mean, we've really covered like working with crystals, uh, talking about sigils, um, talking about, um, I mean, just so many different modalities of healing. So if you feel stuck in your life right now, 
What's the one thing, this is for somebody who's listening right now or watching, what's one thing that excites you and inspires you the most to want to learn more? Because I'm telling you, your soul, your higher self, your spiritual team, ancestors, angels are, are working to drive you into greater consciousness, greater awareness. So with that being said, do you want a reading? <laughs> do you want a reading right yeah, now? Let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Okay. Yeah, All right. I was going to say one, one day I could do a hypnosis session on you. Ooh, um, let's when, do it. Yeah. When people can see what I do and obviously it'll Ooh. be perfectly safe. I think another thing we haven't touched on is how it's actually really easy to energetically protect yourself. Cause, cause mm. I obviously know how to do it really well. That means I'm happy to explore all sorts of weird experiences and same as you, <laughs> yeah, even totally. you're, um, you're you're obviously more open and you're sensitive than me in a different way. You must know yeah. you'll have your own ways to protect yourself as well. And I think for people listening at home, it, it's like housekeeping. People always forget to do their own cleansing and self and aura healing and strengthening. And it's so easy to try and dive into all the good stuff and then to forget to do the housekeeping, boring stuff. And then things can go a bit wrong then if you're not protected properly. I, I find that like, you know, one of the ways that I think a lot of people will resonate with protecting yourself is to honor the boundaries of rest. Not, I think everybody's overworking. If I overwork, if I like, mm. if I do too many readings in a day, then like the next day it's a gong show. Oh yeah. yeah you will have blown out all your meridians. Yeah. I've had that where you try and visualize and it just is black. I've had nothing. I thought I can't even think of. Uh, uh, yeah, totally. I was like literally me two days ago because sometimes I got go live on TikTok and people will want readings and then mm. I will get overbooked on what's possible of me actually doing these readings. I mean, yeah, I've, I've actually done readings on TikTok when I started just out of naivety till like three o'clock in the morning. And I'll be like, I don't even remember what I was saying it's, to people. That's not healthy. It's, like a flow, it's a flow state though. That's why, that's why I haven't gone into my details of how I get into a particular space, but once you're there, um, time and time especially collapses. So nine hours could go by and, you know, people that have astral projects and can disappear for six hours and they thought they'd only gone for an hour. And I think it's something that yeah. the more you get into it, you realize how, you know, obviously time is an illusion, but I think it's really interesting that, you know, and obviously you really wanted to give to these people as well. And that can be well, a problem as well. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, it's a, I like to learn. I feel like I learn mm -hmm. every single, every single reading is an opportunity for me to learn. And so I'm a little thirsty for wisdom. <laughs> I would say yeah. I maybe so then I, you know, but, but that being said, let's drop, do you mind if we just drop into, I'm just going to do a quick reading for you. Mm -hmm. Um, just, just to allow yourself to feel connected to the earth, supported, grounded. I want you to understand that there is a circle of safety and protection all around you. And since you've already mentioned the archangels, I just call on them to keep you even more safe, grounded, connected. I'm just starting to look at you energetically. You know, you, you work a lot. <laughs> you work a lot. Do you work a lot? Would you say Sarah? Yeah. I feel like you're kind of similar to me where it's hard to find the shutoff mode. You have such an active, you have such active curiosity. You have a very, ex, ex, you have a mind that is like a sponge and it retains information. It retains so much information that sometimes it's overwhelming for you. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. Hold on. I'm also going to, the product, product, productivity is coming through 
how to be productive. Sorry, do you like to work with schedules? What is this about? Um, I, I, I need to learn how to do that. Okay, because they're showing me productivity and then they're showing me you actually using a schedule. So I think that this makes sense with everything that we're talking about. Let me just keep going a little bit more. I, I want to say the other thing, my first impressions when I started to connect to you is that actually I see a lot of starseed energy within you. I think that's part of the reason why you're able to channel on health as much as you do. And almost like when you open up your channel, when this is the energetic space above your crown, and when you start to receive this sort of downloads and it works with the encyclopedic like mind that you have, do you identify as a polymath or no? Oh, that's really weird that you said that because one of someone I know um, just announced me as that. I think uh, you are. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I got into spirituality originally because I heard that if you can become enlightened, you become a polymath. Because I really like people like John D and you know all of those polymaths, and you know I think it's something that, <laughs> and I think we didn't touch on a lot on, on becoming enlightened and crossing the bridge and all of and, and and the crossing the abyss and all of that. So yeah, that's a really interesting thing you said. I don't feel that this life here is actually. You know what's interesting? Hold on, let me just keep going a little bit more. You're really good at protecting yourself, keeping your energy guarded. I'm just very gently going to open that gate up a little bit more so I can see that beautiful golden light at the center of who you are. But you also channel from the blue light because I have been sharing more about the connection that I have with celestial beings. I don't know if you're sharing that publicly, but you are definitely connected to... I don't know this, all the star seeds so much. So I'm just going to bring stuff through. Sirius? Yeah, that would make sense. That's, that make sense? that's cat people, isn't it? What is it? Sirius, aren't they? Um, the cat, Sirius would be, let me think it's, for some reason, the cat people just jumped in my head then. Okay, cool. Yeah, I take it. Wrong, so so sure. I just see, I see Sirius connection. Uh, these are these are things to um, just to to explore deep in a, on a deeper level in a personal way without us being you know live on YouTube and TikTok. <laughs> um, so that's just a, a beautiful way for help for you to channel new neurological formations within your mind. So I want you to understand that there's some kind of mindset breakthrough that you are going to be achieving achieving actually i think there's going to be some kind of breakthrough for you in the next two to three months i think it's going to be a breakthrough in your work process but it's going to also be a breakthrough in terms of how to serve people so that it doesn't drain you and so that you can retain the joy of a personal life um sorry more is coming in Oh, nice. I feel the angels now connecting to you. I feel them funneling energy to your crown chakra, your star chakra. Yeah, it's beautiful. What I was starting to say is that actually you are a deeper healer than maybe um, you gave yourself credit for up to this point. I think you understand that you've amassed a lot of knowledge, but you're understanding how do I transmute the knowledge into the practical? in practical ways. How do I That's make spot on? I don't know how you 
know all of this. It's like, (laughs) is that interesting? Yeah. But, but this is the life that you're understanding because this is a, this is knowledge and wisdom that's been acquired for many lives, not just this one. You didn't just show up here in this life as the polymath. You have acquired so much experience from previous lives. And this is the life in which you are actually, it's why we're probably here together, understanding to be integrated healers. It's quite beautiful to see the work that you're doing, to see the way that you That's are. That's really interesting you said that because I've recently, or actually for the past year, been having dreams where, you know, you don't recognize any of the people or any of the places, mm. yet mm. they've been so real uh, and not frightening. So it's like my brain has finally given me permission to go to my past life because I know it can be really harming to go into them when you're not ready. You are ready. You're gifted yeah. at experiencing uh, past lives without being over-traumatized. It is because of this great intellect. I want to be surprised if you're like Mensa level. I'm just going to be like super nice and kind to you that way. Like polymath, Mensa, hyper-intelligent. But this is a gift. You're meant to find a way to use your intuition to guide the creation of a new modality of healing. I mean, this is a bigger life theme that you're working on. You just haven't figured out how to integrate and weave into a braid. Okay. Like it's like you're, you're taking all of the traditions and all of this, the ways in which you have acquired information up to this point, And you're understanding how do I weave this into a single thing that is a distillation. It's like you're distilling the essence into a, a a clarified, actually they're showing me a clarified drop of water. <laughs> so I just want to acknowledge the distilling, taking away the elements that are overly complicated and making it this beautiful drop of wisdom. And it's interesting because it's like one drop into you know, a puddle and that puddle flows to a river and that river flows to other tributaries and that, you know, all the way to the ocean. So I actually just want to call upon the water energy that I feel that is connected to you, but I also see a lot of, of connection to, um, the stars constellations. Uh, what's your astrological sign? Is it Leo? Sagittarius. Sagittarius. Okay. Sagittarius. Well, um, then maybe I just see that the, there is this lion totem that also came forth for you, which to me really speaks on leadership. I mean, you do, you're working through a lot right now. I'm not even going to touch on your personal life. I usually like to just do readings that will help you with your career. So you are meant to create a new modality of healing. This will be the legacy that you leave in this life. I don't believe that this life is where you will actually, um, <laughs> I don't want to break your heart here, but I don't think that this is the, 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 the final life where you incarnate into the highest form. You will actually, what is it? Oh, it's not in the absolute enlightenment end for you. You're definitely an evolved soul. You're definitely an older soul. And I want you to continue to work on the enlightenment because there are layers of enlightenment that you're going to be experiencing for the rest of your life. But you are particularly a gift for helping individuals heal. 
and and you're going to find a way to make it not superhuman, but normal, <laughs> which I think is quite powerful because the more you normalize the knowledge that you have, the greater impact that you are going to make. So for example, you have the ability to, I don't you have the ability similar to Einstein is what I'm seeing. And that Einstein-like ability, polymath, hyperintelligence, Mensa, um, like that ability to understand all of that, you're going to find a way to communicate it with simplicity, almost like the Apple interface, <laughs> right? So that's part of what you're working to do because you understand that as you simplify your message, right? it impacts more lives. I mean, it's not like you're going to be meant for every single person out there, but I see you impacting actually thousands of people, which obviously we can see you're already doing that now. But there will be a breakthrough in the next two to three months in terms of how you schedule your time, how you reframe your life. And I think that you're going to make play more of a priority, particularly this summer coming up. You need to play more and not always be all work. A little bit of a perspective. And also just going back to how working with the celestial beings or opening yourself up to higher levels of channeling, because that's what it is for you right now. Because if you get into flows where you start to channel, you won't be able to understand who you're connected to just because um, it'll be new for you. I see you also needing to do automatic writing. I recommend that for you. If you need uh, help understanding what automatic writing is, I will tell you. In just I, a I did it once before did with, you? A, with, a, with, a, with a watcher angel and that's the only time it's ever happened. And because it specifically said for that ceremony, get a pen and paper. And um, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So this is good. I know so what it is and, and it just happened once, but I think I've been rushing some of my ceremonies just to get to the end and not. Yeah. Well, get yeah. It, that's it goes back to the schedule though you you rush only because you know you have something next mm -hmm. so actually working to to actually only achieve one to three things a day would be a, a milestone for you because you're quite capable of doing more and also just looking at your health your health looks fantastic you look really healthy um sorry do you eat cheese um i try not to okay because i only I ate it yesterday, but I haven't eaten it for <laughs> okay, yeah, for a long time. Because I hear that um, cheese is actually going to make you feel more dense. Cheese is going to make you feel cheesy, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay to appreciate it from time to time. Just not something I would incorporate into a daily life practice for yourself. I think I suspect there's a little bit of lacto intolerance with your physical body. And, um, and that I would also advocate you drinking nut milks. Um, it will make you feel vibrationally better, but also just understanding that there is this heritage. Sorry. Is it, is it, is it like a Swiss background or is it the Norse background? Um, uh, sorry. Do you have any roots to like Switzerland, Belgium there? Um, uh, uh Norse, um, Norway, Scandinavia. Oh, Scandinavia. Interesting. Okay. So hold on. Let me just look there. 
But I don't know. I don't know properly because I mean I don't know how far back we we go. Because sure, 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 sure. But I, I, well, I just see that like some dairy is healthy for you, so don't feel like you have to suddenly cut it out. But it's just moderate everything in moderation, including moderation. <laughs> oh, I don't eat dairy anyway. So, oh, you don't. And I okay, try, that's I good. Tea and coffee. I mean, I occasionally put some coconut milk uh, uh, oil in it, but I have been so, so it's and I have drunk almond milk in the past, just not for a very long time. Yes. Okay. Super good. Um, how much coconut do coconut milk do you have? Hardly any. I just, I have okay. some coconut okay. oil, just only a tiny bit. Okay. Cause I also hear too much coconut milk would be actually throw you out of balance. Yeah. Oh, it, it be, did once. Yeah, did it? Had... Sorry. Was it like a diuretic or something? Like it just hurt your tummy, right? Oh, you just get, yes. Yes. Yeah. You get okay. disaster. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cause I just want to say just certain ingredients to avoid. So health looks good, but really you have to learn to rest and also do activities that just please you for no purpose. So figuring out what the hobby is and for you, for some reason, I think reading fiction would be really beneficial because it'll give you a new way to be creative and reading specifically, I think is very good for you, not just Netflix or whatever reading, reading. Actually, I, I do love audio books and I haven't oh, listened okay. to a good story for ages. I'm always listening to books about things Ah, that's right. Exactly. But I hear that you, you should actually pivot back into listening to fiction. So pick something that lights you up. I'm reading right now a book written by Christopher Palin. Uh, that is something about like all the stars. I don't know something. It's like a sci-fi thing. I'm excited. It's good. Um, oh, I love sci-fi. I've heard of Christopher Palin that, that yeah, I'd like that. As well. Yeah. I think, I think you would uh, quite enjoy it. Um, let me ask, do you have any specific questions? Um, what about other people in my energy field? Is there because uh, you have a partner? Should... Do you have a partner? No. Is is there anybody I should be careful of? Or I mean, I'm generally quite good at getting you know people just go away. But there's a new person come into my energy very yeah. strongly. And Sorry, does he have my... dark hair? No, no. It, it's it's a you know it's just a friend. It's just a um, a female friend. But it's something that. No, I don't have a partner and I don't, I'm not looking at the moment, but you know, it's to do with um, friends uh, uh, I value massively because obviously I have them forever, but I don't like putting energy into somebody who's going to shit on me later. And I'm usually pretty good at putting my energy into the right people, but I do make mistakes now and again. So that's what I'm kind of interested in about people to align with or people to slowly move away from. Okay. So one of the things that I, I want to ask you is who's the man with dark hair? <laughs> who's the man with dark hair? I'll go back to your friend, but I, I just, who's the man My, with dark hair? Uh, if, if you're the man with dark hair, can you um, describe He's taller. He's more? taller than you. I actually feel like the man with the dark hair, he could be a mentor, somebody that's mentored is you he, along the way. He older than me? Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also his hair seems to have thinned out a bit because he is older, but it's like darker hair. Yes, definitely. I, I know who that is. Does he really, really love me? Oh, here we are down to the love reading. <laughs> I told you we were talking about it. Oh no, the thing is he tell I know there is a man who who tells me this all the time, but there's two there could be another one, an older man with darker hair, but the he's an specific intellect too. The, the he's an intellect yes, too, right? Yes. Okay. So yes. so so I'm sorry, I couldn't shift. You wanted to shift out of the love reading, but actually I feel like- Yeah, he, I do. I know. He's, he's I, think trying, it's something I, that... I think that he's actually trying to, to get you into deeply committed partnership. 
but you oh no yes if he he wasn't already married he'd marry me tomorrow if it's the right one that I'm thinking of and that's why he has to stay away well I do you know it's one of these things it's a you know he loves you he loves you and he's made an energetic claim on you that's why he came through first when I looked at relationships like he's standing like right next to you hold on can can I he has a fear of financial hardship is that what keeps him stuck him no no he's very wealthy but if he were to make the embodied commitment like um i don't understand really let me go let me look at his energy more because i feel like it's a financial piece on why he's not actually showing up to be your partner in life it's interesting and i I, if it's the one i'm thinking of he's very wealthy so you know um, that's, there could be, it could be some, maybe it's somebody I'm not, um, oh, the thing is, I do know another dark haired gentleman. It could be actually, but he's the same age as me. This guy, is he taller than you? And, and he's, he's on the thinner side. No, no, this is not the right. Uh, the, I, I think, yes. No, I think it, it's it, the other gentleman that you're talking about. That's wealthy. I feel like it's connected to him, but he's in a partnership currently. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, but if he dissolved that partnership, would that throw him into any kind of financial wobble? Well, he'd have to give, well, you know, it's yes, because he's got children. And uh, there'd be see, a here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Now it's coming down. There's actually a genuine connection between both of you. Oh, yes, definitely. But, you know, I'm very honorable and I'd never have, I've never had an affair and I never would. So it's just, if his wife passed away, that would be a problem. But then, you know, he might pass away before her because they're never going to, you know, they're a very solid couple in their own way. But yeah, you're right. If 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 something happened, it would really mess up his life. Yeah. So here we are. So so thank you for helping me reduce that. Just a simple. But the thing is, I'm really blocking you here. The angels are really flapping hard here because I know when it comes to matters <laughs> of the heart, I, I don't, you know, like I specifically said, and, and I think a lot of things I have my own protection, they shoo people away themselves and they, I can really feel an energy, like buzzing, like to try and block you, you know, it's, but I still see it, yo, (laughs) but I want you to understand is that this is a very non-traditional relationship, but there is, there is this deep love between both of you guys. Now, um, well, I'm not here to judge. But I'm here to say that you guys communicate at least a, a couple times um, a week. Well, the thing is, he keeps ringing me in the daytime, and I'm I, I was going to say a couple times during the day. I was going to say it. Thing is, oh, I know he, yes. yeah, I know. Okay, so I just want to say that there's something that needs to be cleared there with your love life before you. There, there's something there. I'm just, I'm not even going to speak into what those possible timelines are. Um, but oh, I'm, I'm desperately trying to get the angel's wings to now yeah. line up. Like, <laughs> oh, I know. Cause I, I just, them, I you know. know. Yeah. They're, they're all closing their wings and I, yes. I'm trying to make moments, uh, you know, yeah. block and they're kind of trying to obey me, but they're also, you're trying to open them and they don't know what to do. They're kind well, of- I, This is all I have to say is that as far as it goes with your love life, just surrender and let things be what they are. Yeah. 
But that, that's why you had trouble with it, because the angels were really lining up and I was commanding, shut the wings, block her, block her, block her. <laughs> You're like, please don't talk about that. And I'm like, I have to talk about who's yeah, the man. They are. And, and it's all back to, you know, like I do have some control over what they do. But on the other hand, I don't own them, but I am very, you know, um, ple- you know, you do can this evoke now. The energy. Yeah, you can evoke the energy. Yeah, now, they let's... kind of, they yeah. know that, you know, you're <laughs> trying to ask them to open as well, but they're just, you know, they're confused of who they should be obeying. Yeah, yeah. So go with the flow. There's going to be more interesting twists along that line. I also do believe that there's another law offer who can come in. But so, so far, I will let you know, nobody seems to suit your taste and sensibility, like the friend you already have, um, that we've been speaking about this whole time, if that makes sense. And that is where Hello universe, we want to have very clear relationships where we are with people who are emotionally available to be here in deeply committed partnership. But I also have to say what's coming through is that there is a deep purpose why and by the way, do you guys live in the same town? I don't feel like you live in the same yeah, town. Yes, yeah, we live really oh, near do to you? each other. Oh, do you? You do? Okay. And his wife is one of my best friends that makes it all even worse. So there's a whole <laughs> okay. thing yeah. wrong with this. Okay, because, you know, I just see the yes. distance. I just see a bit of the distance, which is, um, which is that there is learning and growth here. And this is why I don't want you to focus this life on trying to be the ascent. I don't want you to have the character arc of Siddhartha to Buddha mindset in this life. While I want you to focus on enlightenment, I want you to also appreciate your journey. You don't need to be so aggressive on yourself or discipline. I think you can soften into that feminine place of play and discover just as much that will be invaluable for helping you to express some of your, um, to express yourself. So sorry. I think, <laughs> I think I heard a knock at the door. <laughs> Is that a knock from the spirit guides? I don't know, but, um, just understand that like you can have a lot of fun on this learning life that you're in and there will be certain levels of enlightenment, but really I see you as a healer. Okay. I see you as see you as that archetype of the healer and bringing healing to a lot of other people by being able to work with spiritual realms and spirituality and intuition, as well as this beautiful earth-based science, um, science-based knowledge that you're in. That is indeed a knock at the door. Hold on really quick. I think I know who it might be. Um, so hold on in the middle mediumship. I'm just... Oh, how weird. Um, I'm not sure what to do in this circumstances. A knock at the door in the middle of a reading. Um, give me two seconds. Okay. I want you to talk to everybody about something. You're going to talk right now, um, yeah, whatever okay. it was. And then I'm just going to deal with a knock at the door and then I'm going to come back in and um, talk to you about your friend. Okay. okay. I'll just talk about like going in and out of different states. So obviously. Ooh, perfect. Okay. Now, good, good, good. now that I've. Um, disconnected from Kamala again and disconnected from the angels I'm sort of bringing myself back to to reality and it's sort of like hypnosis but not hypnosis so I'm now back to just being me again whereas when I had my eyes closed and I was connecting into 
Kamala, I see things completely differently to how she would, because as I said before, I've got no skills whatsoever at channeling or mediumship, but it doesn't mean that there are people out there who, yeah, uh, yes, she's back. (laughs) Okay, that doesn't, like I said, that doesn't happen to Joe Rogan either. (laughs) No, I was saying to people that when I close my eyes and connected into stuff, the way I see the universe and communicate with entities is obviously totally different to you and I was just saying to people who are listening that um you know I don't know what I think with mediumship do you think there's a natural innate ability and people just develop it or do you think they anybody can be a medium um you know it's interesting I think that everybody has the intuitive capacity um Mm -hmm. when it comes to mediumship and channeling it's like it's like we all have the gift of like of running this this is the analogy yeah. that I always say to people is that we have the gift of running. It's just that some people can do a four minute mile and I will let you know, I ain't never doing that in this life. Okay. <laughs> like, and, and so I think that what I find is interesting is that a lot of people want to learn how to read people psychically or how to have mediumship gifts, but you have to understand it's not so you can walk around and be all like Harry Potter and be like, Shazam, you know, like <laughs> it is actually to help people. So it is, it is like, how much are you willing to embrace the ability to hold space with people who are going through really heavy things, right? Mm -hmm. You know, whether, whether we're dealing with somebody who is experiencing debilitating grief, or if we're dealing with someone that is, who's devastated from a breakup or somebody who is having just, you know, is dealing with cancer right? You know, it's like holding space for people or just, just being able to hold that space as a healer can actually be really unsettling. I don't know if you're, if you remember when you first started it. Oh yeah. Cause the thing is we're both, we're both empaths and you, and it's part mm-hmm. of enlightenment is empathy, then compassion, and then equanimity. And, and you have to just learn to hold their hurts. And, and some of it is like unbelievable. Like even, even when you were telling me about what happened to you, I, I, I pushed it out, but I could, I felt crushed inside. And I thought, you know, that's not, that's her feeling that, yeah. that you know, you're up on. And yeah. 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 Have you ever done, have I you think, ever, yeah. oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say that that if you're going to like, as you said, if you want to, I much prefer working with non-human entities because, like, I would class myself as a, an invoker or a summoner because the mm-hmm. angelic energies—they're all—they're not emotional. Whereas when you deal with humans, you have to be—I don't know—I think I'm more of an empath than I like to admit, and I think I'd burst into tears sometimes, or I wouldn't. When you, I think it's something that, like you say, people think, oh, yeah, that would be cool to be a medium. But you, it's a very big responsibility of what you're going to take in your head. Also, it's a responsibility of the words that you choose to communicate. I will tell you, yeah. if I if I tell somebody that, you know, like, I mean, you, it's interesting. So psychic, being a psychic is for like reading people who are alive. Mm-hmm. Mediumship is for the dead. Channeling is for connecting to non-embodied entities. Mm-hmm. Um, when you do psychic readings for people, understand that the information that you're bringing through, at least in terms of me, in terms of being ethical, is how do I provide information that is supportive of growth and not devastating? For example, of another friend of mine um, who is also a medium went to a Palladian channel yesterday and, um, and that particular reading was disastrous. She actually called him like 
Darth Vader and said that his energy was dark and unreadable because he's actually a, a negative being. And I was like, <laughs> what? So you have to be mindful that you need to, again, work with somebody that really resonates with you and not to go to people like scammers on all of the social media oh, apps yeah, that not, like, yeah. like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to remove the curse from you. Right. Like, I'm like, I just want to say, um, that thank you so much to lady Luana. <laughs> I just want to, sorry, we're blocking somebody right now <laughs> on live on TikTok. Um, but I just, I just want to say that like, words speak life or death. And when you are holding space for somebody, and then when you offer up, um, your visions, insights, energetic, empathic feelings, you need to be extremely mindful that this person is receiving this at a, at a very heart, mind, body level. So I'm lucky that I'm also an, an integrative health coach. I was trained by a school in New York city, called the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, who is actually getting ready to, um, I think that like incorporate Deepak Chopra into the um, program in a new way. So it's sort of like, I think that he's stepping in to update the experience in some way. They just announced the collaboration between IIN and Deepak Chopra. Um, but I think that it's also important that you're mindful of like, is the person that you're working with mature enough to be able to offer advice because like this other medium who offered like, just to, like, just to be, to tell somebody that their energy is Darth Vader. I mean, to me is already very immature, right? Like it's not somebody you would like. And the other thing I just want to say on behalf of mediums is that I find on, on some of the social media apps, people who claim to be mediums, I've never seen them do a, a single reading for a person. And they only seem to rely on divination tools like tarot. Now, being a tarot- I was going to say that with tarot, yeah, that when I do tarot, I always want to do and read the cards upside down as well. And some people- I do, and then, yeah. Yeah, and I think, and then it's the same with tarot, that sometimes a really horrible thing comes out and you think, shall I tell the person or not? Whereas, you know, I do know, and that's the same as, you know, um, I was going to, it's weird, you, I was just thinking about tarot cards and I was just about to say yeah. about upside down tarots and really horrible <laughs> hands that come out. Yeah, yeah, I know, but sometimes people's lives are in very difficult positions. Mm. And I'm not here to, to tell you it's all like, you know, lollipops and um, puff pastries. I won't, I won't lie to you either. I'm going to be constructive and yeah. offer my guidance in a healthy way. Um, so for example, going back to your friend that you had that question about, I feel like she is actually a student of yours. She's a student to you. So I see that she's actually meant to be like a, a, a student, a follower. She deeply admires yeah. you. And I think that there is this type of training that's happening between you and her. You're a mentor to her. She's a mentor student. Does this make sense? 
Yeah, sort of. Because the thing is, I'm a bit older than her and she's like a new person coming into my space and she's really interested in all of this. But then yeah. I won't go into any more details that I was really open. And then today and yesterday, for some reason, I'm pulling away. But that could just be me and my guardedness. So it's interesting that you've said that, that like, um, because that's why I was saying, obviously, I've never been nasty to anybody, but it's really important not to invest a lot of emotional energy into somebody because, you know, it backfires. Oh, it's interesting. If you understand her as a student Mm -hmm. and that eventually she's going to get grounded enough to go off and do her own thing, then eventually she will transform into the colleague. But right now I see it as mentor student, mentor student relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. and that she doesn't have the same capacity to uh, be as emotionally mutual, if that makes sense. So is, is, um, is she not wanting to admit that I'm intimidating her? I think you probably intimidate the fuck out of a lot of people. (laughs) I I mean, I just think you're fantastic. I just want to sit here and like, listen to all of the things that you've learned across, like all of the hours and days that you've been alive in this life. Like I, to me, I feel like I could talk to you forever, but I'm not threatened by people who have tremendous gifts. I'm not because it's like an opportunity to learn. And like I already shared with you, I'm so thirsty for wisdom. Like this is a beautiful opportunity. And and to let other people just see just how amazing you are and and the way that you're helping people. I mean, I love it. And that's because I live in that mindset of abundance, but you do have trust issues and it's good to be mindful, but you also don't want to be hypervigilant, which to, to say right now, understanding that she's not at a colleague level, but that she's mentor student. Now you understand why you don't need to be hypervigilant. You just didn't need to be mindful of the student. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, right? Yes. So is she more sensitive than I think she is? Um, hold on. That's now, I, now I'm going to actually look and have a, I know, I, sorry, I said the F word. Back to energies and angels. Angels are so nosy. You know, I, I can, I have my own and there's a whole load more like, you know, when you can sense like them thinking, what are these two doing? And I had a glimpse of your spirit guide really weirdly uh, just then. Ooh, I love it too. What and did you really, see? I'm really, curious. She was like really golden and, and um, yeah. it was really, really interesting Yes. Okay. So, um, I just want to say that as far as it goes with your friend, hold on. I think you still have much to, I think you have more to learn about her. There's something uncertain about her, uncertain about her energy. She has a past that's been difficult and challenged with relationships with women. Mm-hmm. She's had other women betray her too. So some, I think there's a little bit of hypervigilance on both sides, mm-hmm. but also there's something quite healing between both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that there is something that's quite healing and that there's the opportunity to heal past patterns. So I think that's another layer of this relationship is for you to be able to understand how to clear out the emotional hypervigilance of other individuals that have betrayed you. I think you've actually trained other friends before and those people ended up taking advantage of you. I think it maybe even tried to take advantage of you in some economic way as well. I'm not sure what that means. Does that make sense to you? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, the economic advantage of other people. I I want you to lay your sword down a bit about that 
um, because I think living in that guarded, hypervigilant place is not the healthy feminine. And that's kind of, that's more wounded feminine. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm using this in terms of energy, not gender. Okay. Just so, so that makes oh, sense. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we are. Um, and also you will actually enjoy life more as you start to allow new friendships in. And I think she's like a new friendship that's coming in to help test you. See, it's good to build colleagues. It's good to have colleagues, right? It's good to have yeah. a tribe. It's good to have a clan that you can go to and connect with, but this relationship will just take time to develop that kind of intimacy. And I also suspect because she's kind of in the student mode and just wants to learn everything that you're doing. Like, I feel like she's a fan. Did you guys meet off social media? Yes. <laughs> Here we are. Okay. <laughs> so I, I think that you need to be mindful uh, with that. And, um, I wouldn't put too much emotional energy in it. She has to actually do a lot of the work instead of just soaking and absorbing everything from you. She needs to better identify herself and what she's actually trying to do. I think she's really curious to learn, but is she in the, is she in the health or healing world already? Cause I want to say, is she, it's interesting. Why do I see that? She's not, I feel like she's more business orientated. Oh, maybe you're helping her know. have Sometimes a spiritual transformation. Yeah. People have um, mixed, you know, somebody can be a doctor or a nurse or whatever, but secretly they're just running a business. Uh, that, that's what I mean. Do you know, that's the thing. And it depends that that's the interesting thing, because you can run a really good business as a, um, a as a healer. Sure. Or you can right on. But but it, I want healers. Actually, that's one of the things I'm trying to do is that I want people to actually I want light workers and healers to understand that they don't have to be in the martyr complex syndrome and that your work is not diminished by, um, by monetizing the work that you do. And that part of the transformation is in the transaction. Mm. It's how you get people to commit. And I will tell you time and time again, I have done things like I lived in my neighborhood and I created like the neighborhood shred group. And so I actually, cause I, I'm, I'm like a certified yoga teacher. I'm an integrative health coach. I'm like, everybody wants to get in shape for summer. I put together a Facebook group and I drug, I drug out like all of my workout equipment for everybody to do circuit training. How many people do you think showed up for that? Totally free. Two. None, nobody showed up. It's because they didn't actually want to do it. Like, I mean, I was excited oh, no, I, to do I it. Used to, I used to do that even, you know, when, when I was learning. And now, if, you know, I just say, if you can't pay me, just give the money to charity because it's like you said, that money is energy yeah, and it's a right. transaction and it's a measure of value. And, you know, it's hard work doing all of this. It's like, it's not like, I know, you I know, know, for you or me, I can just snap my fingers and like get like, things to do what I want. It's a massive like draw on me and, and I can't yeah. do it all the time. And I've got to, and also time is our life. And that's what I've tried to explain to people. If somebody wants me to do a, an angel ceremony for them, I've got to give an hour of my life to do it. And obviously I like yeah. in yeah. communicating with things like that, but it's still my life. And that's what I think with energy <laughs> healing, you yeah. understand you're giving your time, which is your life and it should be paid for. I mean, I'm not making French fries here. That's what I always say. I'm not making French yeah. fries here. I'm like talking about your life. 
And when I do yeah. a psychic reading, I like energetically walk into your field. I walk into your energy. I'm like literally inside you. Okay. Looking at the connections to the past. I'm looking at the connections to the future. I'm looking at current, you know, time and space. And it's like, I'm not like, this is not like, I don't know, producing a beer. <laughs> like it's deeper than that. I'm not just making a, you know, a beverage and just, you know, like it's not automated like that. It's, it, it, it takes energy. So I would be mindful of your energy. I would probably tell you to redirect your energy towards a different relationship. I don't think that it'll have this same le level of satisfaction, the newfound friend. Um, because I don't see her as a colleague yet. So maybe in time it'll develop and uh, it will make more sense. So, you know, be good with people along the way, right? <laughs> people are, I don't know what to say about that. The comments on TikTok are amazing. So um, uh, yeah, so I just wanna say, thank you so much for joining. We just did like a power session here. I, I feel like I could still talk to you for like hours upon hours, but how can mm -hmm. people get connected to you, learn more about what you're doing and what, what some of the platforms are on, on how to connect with you? I am on TikTok as Sarah Pugh, Dr. Sarah Pugh or busy superhuman. Then I'm busy superhuman on Instagram and then YouTube as well. And I'm just growing my YouTube and it's more science than spirituality at the moment, but there's still a spirit I'm bringing in, you know, when you've got to slowly bring things into people. And whenever I do an interview now, I try and get each guest to say what their spiritual sort of beliefs are, even doctors and all sorts. And also I think sometimes you've got to transition people's slowly but yeah if people want to find me it's the busy superhuman and it's instagram facebook youtube tiktok and you know i'm pretty easy to find and uh, i'm not as as intimidating as kamala likes to out. <laughs> no i no. you know what though like i mean it's not like it's not like you know what you're you have the kindest soul you're super amazing but man, when you fire up that intellect and when you start bringing in all the, like, I, it's awesome. You have like Merlin energy, like even behind you is this purple blue energy. Yeah. And it's, it's like, you, you're, I just, I mean, exactly. I would say you're not intimidating, but I just feel like, I thank goodness I have like an iPad where I can take notes and just scroll infinitely. Cause I could take infinite notes from you for sure. <laughs> so oh, yeah, uh, definitely. I was yeah. really impressed with that reading. It's one of those things you're exactly right that, oh. you know, um, how you do all these readings just and with constant distractions. Cause you're really good at just getting <laughs> back into space. <laughs> totally. And you're right. I think that's a really good tip for people because there are people who love mediums and spirituality. If you can't give and you're busy, they'll just go and find somebody else and I just think there has to be a time when just go for people who are, know exactly what they're doing and yeah yeah thank you for the feedback too um I just want to it's like, wanna, it's like yeah. the Kamala show because I have always said to people people who've asked me how do I do TikTok lives yeah. and I've said go and watch Kamala because she is the master <laughs> of keeping the audience of keeping the audience going like earlier you know when we were faffing about with the cameras like I'd be in a massive flap and you were like yeah just let's chat about it and, and lots yeah. of people I've sent them your way to learn yeah. how to do yeah. lives and how thank to you. 
keep the audio. You know, it, it's a massive skill and I'm not great at that at all. I mean, I can deliver something, but you're just so good at making a show and I can really yeah. see you, you know, if you could have a TV show or something, that, that would be, I can really see that happening. I know, I know. I need a TV show for like, that could go for four hours, right? Because <laughs> I, it's funny. Day, I, could, yeah. I know the all day TV show, but I mean, that's what I love. And I, I just, I, people really want to learn how to better their lives. And, and we learn from each other's pain and we do that together on TikTok. TikTok has been phenomenal. I don't believe that the app will be shut down. I could be wrong about it, but I just, I think there's a lot. How, how, how come the views are down? Are the views down on your videos or is it just the apps under pressure? It's the apps under pressure. It's just fear mindset. I think it will be actually at once the Congress uh, interrogation is over. I think probably people will forget about it. I have to say a lot of the the panel that is interrogating the CEO of t TikTok should be outright actually embarrassed that they didn't understand like how the phone connects to Wi-Fi and that's how the op app works. Um, it's a really a lot of misinformation with political leaders. I don't think they understand I don't think they understand the impact that this is making on the collective and that this is fueling the division between those in power and the people. And I believe that right now we have um, the need for greater freedom and liberty, however that may, may look. My, my predictions for 2023 uh, is that this is the year of disintegration. It is a political year for it's, America. It's yeah. tower, the tower card all it over. is like the tower card. Yeah. But it is yeah. only, it is only so that actually it, it clears the way to, to rejuvenation and actually greater connectivity based on, I mean, positive things. Like, I mean, I like just to quickly say that like once upon a time, I used to love watching the desperate housewives of like Beverly Hills or New York or Orange County. And now I cannot even tolerate that show. It's so cringe to see people mm. who have resources be so unappreciative. I don't, I don't want to sit and watch that caddy fighting. And why is it that so much of the major media outlets provide that? That's not really engaging. Okay. I understand fiction and storytelling, we always need to have a nemesis in order to fuel the conflict to keep people engaged, but we have enough conflict in this world to try and resolve. I, I, I think that we can start to understand that there's new stories that need to be told. And, um, and storytelling is a powerful medicine of itself. Mm. So I, I can't wait to hear stories of other people um, that have overcome adversity and that, you know, whether they choose to tell that story as a autobiography or if it comes out in fiction, I, I just think actually this really sucky lame ass time that we're in for the last three years is actually the basis for, I think, a lot of new art, uh, new mm. music, new voices, and also the opportunity to renew infrastructure at a socio-political actually chemical, you know, going back to like me being very sensitive. But I think you're right. When you said art, I was just thinking of AI because I've been trying to learn AI digital art and it is really funny type of trying to get the picture I want to come out. But it's also some of the stuff it creates is like some kind of DMT trip. I thought that's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I think you're <laughs> yeah. right. 
yeah we haven't even touched on ai because that's another even more thing. but i think we just have to keep on rocking and the other really important thing about tiktok is um this is where lots of young people come to learn and, and it's our responsibility to look after them in some way and teach them actually things that are useful and be nice to them because mm-hmm. i'm always nice to my followers and i you know even if somebody's yeah. rude yeah. asked a silly question i'd never be nasty and that's the thing why I think TikTok needs to stay because where else have you know and you know obviously we're of a certain age and they've got to learn from somewhere yeah I I, there's a beautiful documentary called users and have you seen it no no I don't watch television or Netflix however I will watch things if they're worth it uh, so this is a documentary. The trailer just came out a month ago by Icarus Films. And the, there's several yeah. movies that I'm interested in watching. And this is about like, oh God, we could just, I could keep going literally for hours with you. But basically it is about how the next generation, okay, like babies are being put into um, electronic holders that shake them. You know what I mean? Like a baby swings. Yeah. And, uh, and then as soon as they're able to like hold an iPad, you know, they're like watching apps and they're really talking about this digital baby that's being born right now. And, uh, Dr. Gabor Mate really speaks. Oh, I love Dr. Gabor. I know. That's why I knew as soon as I said his name, I feeling like you were going to just be like, I love him because he did a one particular, I think it's called moments of happiness or moments of truth on it's a channel on YouTube where he speaks about indigenous cultures holding babies and that they have significant, those babies that then become like adults um, have significant reduced levels of like depression because of being held. Now I I feel very proud that despite having been um, like diagnosed with cancer and overcoming it using traditional and non-traditional healing techniques, I mean, I was told that I would never be able to have children and, um, or to be able to bring children to full term. So what I did is I dug into yoga, uh, learning spiritual practices and, um, and eating organically and, and until I was ready to like, like when I was married at the time, I'm like, all right, this is our time. We're going to try to have children. He was like, yeah, this is a good plan. And, um, as a result of it, I feel quite lucky that I was able to have children. And like the first month that we tried to conceive, I was pregnant. I mean, this is hitting a home run as far as it goes with fertility. Um, from that fertility path, I also chose, even though I was 35 with my first child to use a midwife and have the child at home in Canada, you have that option in the States. You don't, unless you have um, like $50,000. Oh, you can do it in the home births are really common in the UK. Okay. In America, it's not, I'm like, I'm like an alien. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's not a thing in America, but to be able to have my children at home, both of them were born underwater. And then I breastfed my children to world health organization um, standards which at, at, at the time when I was a young mother, I was, that was two years, which is, again, this is unheard of to breastfeed <laughs> children to, to two years, but I'm so glad that I did. The data around that is uh, statistically, um, it shows a lot of, I mean, it's, it's just, it, there's a lot of data why having the connection, the physical touch, the physical intimacy with children is really important 
And this was just, you know, I'm not judging what other people do, but it, to, on the flip side, to look at a documentary like users is pretty phenomenal. So, um, and that's talking about this digital age, which Dr. Oh, Gabor yeah, Matte, yeah, yeah, which Dr. Gabor Matte, he actually suggests that this is leading to the mental health issues, the um, increased levels of diagnosis of certain spectrum illnesses. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You need yeah. the oxytocin. Uh, that's the hormone, uh, the cuddle hormone. Uh, but also even, you know, babies that are born by a C-section because they need to be taken away and washed. Yeah. And even that, you know, because I was born by a C-section and even that eight hours when you're away or even an hour while you're being washed, your brain processes because you're meant to be clamped onto your mother straight away. And, you know, the even being taken away for four hours before being pre presented back, that still creates bonding issues. And that's probably why I'm quite guarded and, and, ah, you know, because were you well, that's, a whole other, that's a whole other thing I'm really interested in are people's births, because, you yeah. know, if I think if people have a forceps birth, doesn't, don't they feel in life that they can't do things by themselves and they always need to be mm. helped? Mm. And then breech babies, obviously, that has a meaning. Mm. And, and like you were saying, the whole breastfeeding, even if somebody can't bear to do it, if they can just do it one or two times, you know, the first load of milk, there's some really important compounds and immune system and a particular kind of fat. So I, I can appreciate some people, it just doesn't work, you know, even though we should be able to. But I think, like you said, to breast feed for two years is a like a mammoth thing but it's really important uh -huh. for getting baby weight off not not that weight oh, yeah, is totally but then I've worked a lot teaching postnatal classes and some women were running around in the park like two days after having a baby and it was like I you know give yourself a break yeah just breast that's yeah. what the baby weight's for and um and I think sometimes I don't I'm not the expert in this, but sometimes the baby won't take the teat as well. And I think sure. I've always been, you know, wondered why that is. But that's but babies and birthing and all of this. That's a whole other big that's area. True. Of yeah. And a, and a lot of mediums, psychic mediums won't do fertility readings, but I do. And a, yeah, a lot of a lot of those infertility issues are oftentimes connected to anxiety within the woman. So. Uh, it's, it's, it's just like, it's so phenomenal. I mean, I mean, it's just so phenomenal and understand that the, the words that you, um, that you, you speak and that you use about your body are important. So if you're dealing with that infertility issue, I just encourage you to be kind and loving to your body. Um, but also um, back to what we were talking about, about structured water and then also the vestibular system, because we develop our hearing way before our vision. And obviously the baby can hear a lot more than we think that's going on in the outside world. So I, I think there's a lot to be said about we were talking about om and chakras singing before and tuning true. forks. And, yeah, there's a whole modality to do with sound therapy that's not being done when people are pregnant and sound is massively healing and it's even more neglected than light because we just don't understand it as well and yeah. then I think obviously the baby picks up on if mum and dad are fighting and sure. and again I, you can access this state in hypnosis it's like you know the super conscious uh, air, the, the, that gray area between the, the next life and then being born and that window of when somebody was in the womb there's a whole you've probably come across this as well there's all sorts yeah. of interesting things that they're they're completely unaware of because they were in a womb yet some their super conscious is really aware of this happening and it's fascinating because you must have got some good stories about that aspect yeah. of you know yeah 
Yes, absolutely. Like uh, if so, with certain people when I'm in mediumship or if I'm just in channeling, sometimes it's like it, all of the layers are integrated together. I am brought to experiencing that person's life in the womb. And that, mm. that, that life in the womb, understand that as, as far as I see it from my spiritual framework is that there is soul purpose, soul contract. And with some souls, uh, like miscarriage, for example, sometimes it hasn't, doesn't have anything to do with the parents. Sometimes the soul that's born into that embryo that is within the womb the, of the, the mother can change its mind and the say, soul I'm can sorry, be like I eject. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, eject, I'm, I'm not eject. born in this family. And that's, I can't that's handle that's real, Yeah, exactly. I can't handle earth. And, you can have sometimes, and that's why yeah, with, with miscarriages, people get really upset about it, but sometimes it's a biological disaster that the baby, you know, the baby has to abort. But I think also exactly as you said, that yeah. the spirit has said, eh, eh, I'm not living in this country. <laughs> I'm with not these. ready. Yeah. It's, it's like this, yeah. like the soul says, you know what? I can't handle the energy of earth. I'm too scared. I'm not ready for it. I thought I could do it. No, we're going to wait for the next life. And so then they, you know, they get off the bus, so to speak. And I, I also am very compassionate towards couples or women that have had to make hard decisions to terminate pregnancy. I'm I'm a hundred percent non non-judgmental about that. It is all part of like soul contract and soul theme. And helping women who have had to make hard choices um, release guilt so that they can allow greater love into their life is like one of my greatest pleasures. Like to be able just to help also, any person. Yeah. yeah. But also surely, you know, the fetus, the life that's going to be aborted, that soul also chose to be aborted. That's early, right. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes how people have horrific lives and you, and then it's a very, uh, you know, a, a soul can advance itself a lot more, you know, coming into the world as a disabled person because they just have a much more difficult time. So don't some souls choose to sort of accelerate their development by mm -hmm having a I've, horrible experience. I, I've seen that some, oftentimes um, older souls come into the embryo that will be, you know, that, that will be terminated. It is often an older soul that can handle mm -hmm. the vibrational frequency of what is happening to the parents that are involved, whether, whether yes. one party is, is present or not. And that even with the termination of that child's life, it has that ripple effect out to the parents, to the medical team. It's a ripple effect. There is a transformation that happens within that. And um, and for people to, to not shame themselves for choices that they made and understand it was part of the contract, sole contract of which they were under, because religiously, and also you can see the, the political environments in which we're in right now, um, there's a lot of systemic actual shame of women who have had to make those hard choices. But if we could understand how to love ourselves more and how to accept our bodies and, um, and trust the path that we're on, I mean, the better our life gets. So, uh, golly. So see what I look at, like, I tried to sign this off and be like, okay, thanks for hanging out with Sarah and I, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, we have more to talk about. I know we could just put these. I once when I recommended, like I always send people go and watch Kamala to learn, and they said, "Oh, I signed in at whatever time," and I went away, and I came back three hours later, and she was still at it. I know. I said, oh yes, yeah, 
stuck there for five hours. I know, I know. Said, so true. How does she how does she know what to say? And I said, I don't know. She just knows how to run the show. <laughs> it's so it's, true. It's, it's like, co-creation. <laughs> and, and the thing is, instead, it's like even radio presenters have got music to break it up, whereas it's just the camera. It's like and it's like really full on, like you'll either do some tarot and then you'll get another reading, then another, and it's not like making chips as you'd say it's <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> yeah, but definitely we do we should, we should wrap it up because it's yeah. been like a massive I think we we have been we we've uh, like this has been like there's so much value here we've definitely over delivered uh if you made it to the end of this podcast if you've made it to the end of this YouTube pod podcast I just want to say you're amazing <laughs> we we love you yeah. Sarah let people know one more time again how to be able to connect to you I'm the busy superhuman on Instagram YouTube TikTok Facebook and it's Dr Sarah Pugh <laughs> all right that's it i'm not going to say anything else or else we'll never turn this podcast on but i love yeah. you whatever you whatever challenges adversities hardships are happening in your life i encourage you to keep walking forward with a brave heart and understand that you're never alone in the journey thank you for listening i will catch you on the very next live podcast oh wait hold on i almost just 